Hello, Internet. It's me, your very best friend, Business Cat. Welcome back to the Rock Paper Bitcoin Podcast. I missed you. What have you been doing? We've been having a very interesting time over here. We had a fun time and a fun conversation. We talked about specifically how we can try to avoid messing up our kids and how we should unzip society and, you know, yank the different pieces apart. If you like our content and would like to support the show, you should uh, listen to it using any podcasting 2.0 enabled app. Stream us stats while you do it. Send us a comment. We want to hear from you. If you're a Bitcoin miner and you are feeling kind of generous, you know, you can slice off just a little bit of that hash power. Send it our direction. Use any Lincoln Stratum address with our show's username, Rock Paper Bitcoin. Connection details are in the show notes. And finally, dear listener, thank you for listening. It means the world to us. Let's get into the show. I think we're up. We are up. Nice. What's up, everybody? Hello, Internet. Nice to be back. Hello, yeah. Internet. It's been a while. <laughs> it feels it like has. it's been a while. It's only been two weeks, but it feels like it's been a lot longer than that. No, it has, dude. I, you know when I feel it, man? I feel it on Thursday morning when there's nothing. The one when there's nothing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right? It's been a like a sal- savior on my schedule week to week, but yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I miss it on off weeks. Yeah. And then it's like um, the flood of things, the flood of ideas that, that come. It's like, holy shit, we haven't done this in two entire weeks. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, I've been to like three meetups. They've covered all, you know, like, you know, you and I, we don't cover any of those news things, but it's like a lot of, like, a lot of stuff has gone down. A lot of there, stuff happens in one week. And yeah, it's. <laughs> It's it feel like if you're paying attention to it, yes, yeah, so much stuff is happening. But for people outside, it's for people that are not paying paying attention to any industries. Yeah, it, it seems like things happen rapidly. Or yeah, it's like man, yeah. time is flying. This is a two week period where if normies could just get a tap on the shoulder of when to pay attention, this would have been <laughs> this would have been a period of time. They might want to pay attention. There may be a lot of people quitting their jobs. Well, some it's like Bitcoin ripping. I mean, ripping. It's like what it's doubled in value in the, in the year. So, it's a like, good rip. Which, yeah, it's a good rip. But I mean, it's nothing super special for Bitcoin. But like, if you're paying attention to such things, yeah, oh yeah, it's like people are gonna. This is going to bring eyes from normies outside of it. But I mean, a lot of people are, aren't gonna see this happening until they see the news headline when it hits fifty, or the news headline when it when it hits a hundred. I mean, that's well, just gonna, yeah. And it's yeah. the wrong eye. Like they're gonna, like they're gonna pay attention for the wrong reasons. What I was saying was, people should be paying attention because um, there's people in their lives that are priced in Bitcoin and that are like, you know, their little ego <laughs> fibers are starting to tingle, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, be good for them to be like we we talk we talked a lot about reading the books of our enemies, <laughs> right? Yes. Just to, just to know what they're thinking. Right. I mean, like so, Klaus, Klaus Schwab puts his thoughts out there in a book and you can read it if you want to. They may want to understand why certain people in their life are just strutting around being dicks. Mm. Not that they're being dicks, but like strutting to them, they are to them. They're like, wait, what happened? Why are you all of a sudden no longer good with like just taking 
like things you've been accepting. Like People what? are very used to their neighbors and family members being passive and just going exactly. along. And so suddenly there are people standing up for for things that they haven't stood up for before. Yeah, which is like is another way. Yeah, people are going to have eyes on it just because of that. So just, yeah, I think like for Bitcoiners now, little lines are being crossed where things maybe they've been accepting for a long time. There may be little micro things they're just no longer accepting from people. Mm-hmm. And those people have no idea what's going on. They're like, wait, when did you grow a sack? Right? Isn't that the worst when someone just grows a sack and you have like no idea where they came from? And you well, just wait. You just wait. You're like, ah, they'll break eventually. These people, this is just like. But for the, the Bitcoiners that have literally stacked through this epoch, you know, mm-hmm. um, I guess we're getting right into it, right? But like I had this observation at the gym yesterday. Because I hit a personal record on trap bar. And I don't know if you ever do like deadlifts, like with trap bar. It was a very new thing for me two years ago. But like what I accomplished yesterday is like the result of imagine like filling up a 10 gallon drum of liquid, but like one teaspoon at a time over two years. Right. You finally. Oh, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Um, And it was like the visual of having the two big plates. Yeah, so I hit 225. That's a big deal for me Um, because I couldn't barely lift the bar two years ago. But it literally is like little teaspoons every every week. You're just putting another teaspoon in the in the thing. And now, when you do a deadlift, it's like you really are lifting on the foundation of what you've built. It's not like bench press, you know. But like you can do a bench press with like all your arms, and you know you don't really need a full body to build that on top of, right? But like a deadlift, you're definitely building on top of something and, um, you know, slowly but surely, slowly but surely. And so I think and I think that's really where the Bitcoiners are out there showing a sack, you know, and that could be females too, guys. It's okay. But like you guys know what I mean. But like they're out, you're out there all of a sudden just not accepting, like maybe speaking up at a time where you previously didn't, you just can't tolerate. There's, there's certain things you've been tolerating that you can't tolerate, but we've earned the right because we've been stacking through this period of time and we got ourselves a nice little rip. Yeah. Right? And I mean, like- we like to shit on the rip. It's like, Hey, act like you've been there before, but I'll tell you guys, I haven't been there before. And this like, is the time I'm actually I'm actually terrified of this shit. Even people <laughs> that was started like their initial buy was the last like all time high. Uh, like, yeah, if they spent the last bear market stacking and I mean just dollar cost averaging and just doing the work, y- y- you're in the black at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's get like uh, on your Bitcoin Pilgrim's progress. Yeah, being in the black is uh, like that's a big step, and it, like going into the red's a big step. But I mean. After you like, yeah, but having that moment of realizing you, like, I mean, similar to with your like going to the gym and working out, you to put in the work, eventually the gains start presenting themselves in ways that can't be ignored. Yeah. So it's like, imagine two years ago, the equivalent of somebody who couldn't lift the bar off the ground um, or struggled, right? Just struggled, like struggled with holding their form of a, of a good hinge, right? So demonstrating a lot of weakness we'll just say to stack all those little times they stacked every day right um and then all of a sudden they find themselves being able to lift 225 pounds off the ground with perfect form and then something i gotta tell you dude something really strange happened to me yesterday when i hit this personal record 
like I need I need people who know how to think to like interpret this. But like you tell. I felt something I felt something shoot through my body and I originally at first I thought up oh, here's the injury, but it wasn't. You know, like when when I say I felt something shoot through like from the bottom of my feet all the way up my spine to my brain. I mm-hmm. felt something like I thought, oh shit, I'm not supposed to feel anything in my I've never felt anything in my back doing these deadlifts, right? So I'm like <laughs> but at this for whatever reason, at this weight at which and it was only like a five percent jump from um you know, from whatever it was like the set prior. But for some reason I felt something shoot, like an energy shoot through my entire body. I had never felt it like that before. So now <laughs> I mean, no. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I mean, you were, the first time that you hit that kind of like your you, your body is energized in a way and in a vibration that you haven't experienced since you were a little kid. Like it's it's shocking. It remind it's like oh I remember. I thought it was the injury. Like I thought it was finally like oh shit. I actually now have put too much on, and I've strained my back. No, I'm, that's like the right. you, you have exited Plato's cave and you just stood up fully for the first time and it's I, like, I, oh my bad. You're like you're, you're mistaking the glorious feeling of not being hunched over for like, oh man, I hope I just yeah, <laughs> this is new, yeah. this is unexpected. Because my trainer was looking at was watching me and he was like, yeah, that's right? awesome. He was so psyched for he the, saw like, it. For that's the, that's so cool. For the PR one and was was just watching the form, like watching to see if I even have runway to do more and but like. I just feel like the point here is that the analogy I came up with was the, the teaspoon of liquid every, it's like every time. And it took, it takes time. It's great. I love that these epochs, right? I'm, I pronounce it epoch, guys. Sorry about that. I, I love that these epochs are four years long and they all have, they all have spikes and dips. Like they all have bull and bear markets. And it's almost like anybody who gets in in an epoch and start stacking. And this will probably be true when Bitcoin is at like $40 million USD, if they're even tracking it in that, right? Because there's always going to be some bear, some bear market in an epoch that is related to the having, right? Some bull market that's related to the having followed by a bear, because that's how business cycles go. And it's almost like every epoch, it's just going to be some unique set of business cycles, unique to Bitcoin, but anyone will be able to pretty much come in, start doing the work, start lifting whatever they can, and then find themselves at the end of that epoch with a little bit of fucking you money. 100%. So like, yeah, you're <laughs> like, as bit, you're right, as Bitcoin goes up in dollar terms, I mean, you're eventually we're going to hit sat, sat cent parity, and then we're going to hit sat dollar parity. And then it's going to be $2 per sat. And then, like, and then at some point, it's going to go back to $1. And there's going to be people out there like, aha, like I told you Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. crashed this time it's over but yeah. like I, I feel like Bitcoin so similarly to the way that people who have gotten in shape we can hold on it's got an error on my screen okay no we're still recording we're good so similarly to how like people who have worked out um and work out regularly and have seen like big sorry seen big gains in uh, like their body so I, I was yeah. about 200 pounds when I met my wife and then I motivated by her and other things i lost 60 pounds and went down to 140 which Mm. was the weight that i should have been and like i experienced and like other people who have worked out experience when you put in that amount of work in a way that people can't ignore it it rapidly separates 
how people view you or, or, or it separates your friends from people that are just acquaintances because your friends like your success is their success and they will be excited for you but like it you see who like how, you'll see people that feel threatened because all of a sudden you have shown that you like it's possible to lose a lot of weight in a in a way that uh, they thought what was uh, unexpected or impossible and that makes them reflect on themselves and so that that puts them all of a sudden into a hostile camp to you like that kind of um, putting in the work and having it socially reflected on you has been available to people that have worked out for forever but now like bitcoin offers people a new way to do work and eventually like the gains start pr like presenting themselves in ways that society can't ignore and it forces the people that see other success to acknowledge like what why am i not succeeding like they are and like you can eat like if if you are truly friends with somebody you're gonna see their success as your success but if if you are that kind of fiat-minded statist the success of others comes from like the failure of your like that's communism like only, <laughs> somebody can only uh, some somebody else can only succeed because they're they are um stepping on others there's no way that people can succeed together the only way to succeed is to like step on the necks of others on your way up and like that's such a self-defeatist mentality and bitcoin is rapidly sorting society into those separate mindsets yeah i mean it's also like i'd say it's not a big accident that i started seeing my trainer around the same time i a little bit before but around the same time that then i bought bitcoin for the first time and um i like, I think when you look at how most people view the world, I, I actually think most people on fiat job can't even make the time to do it. It's it's much harder, certainly. It's like I mean, trying to see the stars while you live in the city versus not like, because the, but it's like not because move out of the country and it's easy. Yeah, but it's not because they're incapable. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's right. like it's because they it's like, it, dude, it's a very hard thing for me to do twice a week. Like I have to really hope and pray in a lot of ways that I don't. It's not like, uh, let's put it this way. I hope and pray that nothing comes up that would interrupt my session and, or anything like that. But really it's about confronting uh, people who would not want to see, who I wouldn't want seeing me working out for an hour during my work week. And that's really, mm. people, people would mostly hope and pray they don't get found out, right? right. Um, and when you have Bitcoin, you care less about that. Right. You care more about what you need. And it's like I went from one session a week to two a week. And that was like it really was like doubling the stress. But look, at some point, it's like I'm unwilling to not do this. I'm unwilling to live without this training. Bitcoin this, really is fucking money. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's like I don't give a shit. Like I don't. And I get to the point where like, yeah, my boss or his boss, like, why can't you come? It's like that's I'm, I'm training. I'm out. Yeah. I, I, and that, that's it working out and is low time preference and investing in future you in a similar way that saving is low th time yeah. preference yeah i think three times in two years i've like canceled for work reasons and that's okay right but it's like it's all the other times so you have to hold it down and make the the human action the human action choice of i'm willing i'm going to do this over that right it's more urgent for me um, you know, and ultimately, yeah, I want to like die a dignified death, right? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be taken out because of a fall and I'm some frail yeah. guy and have no muscle mass. And like, I want to be able, like, I want to be there to homeschool all of my grandchildren 
right? With all of my marbles and everything I have and everything I will be then, right? I want to be on this upward trajectory. And I think Bitcoin helps people see themselves on an upward trajectory. And yeah. So, right? For sure. Like, I mean, I, yeah, Bitcoin. No matter how old you are. It's a foundation <laughs> right? to let you build whatever future you want. So, I mean, right. It's like there's a reason that nobody's planning that very few families right now are planning for like multi-generational. Oh, like how, how, what will my, what will my grandchildren's grandchildren be doing with our family legacy? Like people don't plan for that because it's just for obvious reasons in fiat and only the wealthiest of the families that have had such a solid head start that, I mean, they're being shredded by fiat just like we are, but I mean, just where it's being funneled. It's, it's different. Like they're, um, the cantillon effect. Like the closer you are to the money printers, the more you benefit from Their them. Their treadmill is keeping up. Yeah, and, and, but it won't forever. So I mean, like, th- no treadmill will will can forever keep up with the fiat. So I mean, eventually they're gonna have to jump off that fiat treadmill and tread water out here in the ocean with the rest of us. Yeah. Um, but like, we just have a bit of a head start in that. But so, in the way that like the Rothschilds, um, I, I, other big family names in the world have planned for like centuries ahead like that's now available for us us peasants you know it's interesting too like people talk about front running the black rocks and jp morgan's and bitcoin right Mm -hmm. and that's all true like people think of it in terms of the price right but you know like you and i are front running their entire families because we're building now and like they won't even begin to build until they start seeing their future really as because you know as we say the their treadmill keeps up their treadmill only keeps up with a production of their money it doesn't keep up with the vision of themselves it doesn't do anything right yeah they they can't print energy yeah and that's why like really getting into that's why we never talk about the price of bitcoin on this podcast almost ever and all we ever talk about is what it does in our, for us in our lives, right? What it does to, you know, when you lower your time preference and you view yourself as worthwhile, your future self is worthwhile. It's an incredible, you know, it's an incredible thing. We really don't, even, even though that's all we talk about, we don't talk about it enough, right? And so I guess hitting a PR and, feel, and almost and feeling something in my body for the first time in my 49-year-old life, something. I can't explain it exactly. And, you know, the other weird thing. So here's another thing. Here's another portal <laughs> for conversation in this podcast is that um, I had just two weeks ago gotten my trainer to accept Bitcoin for the first time. And I feel like that opened up a portal or a schism. It opened something up now in our relationship and our time preference as what we're building together and um, I could go into my relationship with my trainer it's um, it goes back a very very long way um, like he actually I met him because he was doing stand-up at the same time I was in Philly and he ran a mic and he produced a show and he put me on a show he was the only guy ever to do it he was the only guy to give me a guest spot like on an actual real deal show. And I remembered it. Like I remembered it 10 years later when I was looking for a trainer, I saw that he had a business and I'm like, this is, this guy had invested in me once. So he knows his way around the gym then as well. 
Well, dude was ripped and jacked. And I do like, I remember one like big, I think we were doing Philly's Funniest and he was on the same day as me. Philly's Funniest was, is this every year at Helium, they do a long, like month long tournament style contest. So he was in a bracket, I think he was in a bracket with me and he just, this might've been an ordinary Helium mic, but I, the, he showed up late, <laughs> right? Like very late, which nobody ever does. And he showed up late and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Two guys jumped me off the train. I had to beat the shit out of him. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, you know, and dude just ripped. And so like all these things were in my memory, but like really it was that I wanted to, I felt that there was a possible future with him because he had seen for whatever reason, and maybe it was nothing to him at the time, but you know, I don't, I, I never forget when people invest in me. And based Ever. on conversations with you, he, he's now stacking sats. He is stacking sets and, you know, like at some point if he keeps, like he started saying, yeah, I want to start taking, I want to do this more often. So now we're in the like, okay, the moon wall is not going to be good enough pretty soon, <laughs> right? Because it's starting to get substantial, right? So he starts taking sets. I Last year for, last year for Christmas, I gave him the sovereign individual. I gave him my copy of the sovereign individual. I'm sure he hasn't read it. But it's one of those things where it's like, I intend for you to read this and I intend for you to learn how to be a sovereign individual. And we yeah, have a lot it's of, playing that long game. And we have a lot of conversations about, because um, that's just the way I think of him as a guy. You know, like I do think he is somebody who wants to be that and who, you know, he aspires to be that. And we have a, just, just have a lot in common. Boy, that's, so that playing the long game and like you planting seeds and giving it, like you realize at some point he's going to read this. So now, like now he has it. It's in place for when he, whenever that he needs to pull in that thread right here, so it's ready to go. It's like, that's, that's such, I think, I mean, one of the things like Bitcoin maximalism has taught me is like the, the long game is the only game to play. Yeah. Because like whenever I encounter people that want to talk about shit coins, it's like I immediately, like I can't. I cannot be, ha, allow that person to b have a memory at some point in the future when they touch the stove to go back and, and remember that I entertained it. It's like, yes. I, like that's, it's unacceptable behavior. So this is really interesting, dude. Like, cause this, I, I run into this a lot as a parent that, um, like I'm, I was a fairly permissive parent in a certain way, like where I let my kids watch comedy, you know, of all types with no limits really for the most part right um but there were certain there was a line where and i told i would have to tell mostly like my oldest daughter she would be like why don't you want me to watch this show and my answer would be um it's not that i think it's bad i watch it and i love it i just when you confront certain things there i can't have you thinking that i was good with it i know you're gonna do it I just can't have you thinking I was good with it when, in fact, you, when whenever it is you do do this with your friends or whatever. See, so you're you're on the other side of this thing, on the other side of the waterfall than I am yeah. on this. It's like, yep. man, we're coming up on these same kind of questions with our kids, and like, one, I, I want to be on the side of like, oh well, I I I don't want to baby my children because like they have to live in the world, they have to be ready for the world, what the world can present to them, but at the same time, like, I mean. I, I've seen there's darkness in the world that I have encountered. And like the idea that like when you stare into darkness, darkness stares into you, like that's real. 
And it takes, Mm -hmm. I mean, the longer that you let the darkness stare into you, I mean, the harder the work's going to be to dig that shit out of your soul. Like, it's not impossible. Like, you can pull yourself back. Like, I did. I'm evidence of that. Like, man, like, I went to the bottom of the, of, I I dug myself a hole and then got a freaking fracking set and, like, dug to the center of the earth. But Bitcoin allowed me to climb my way back out slowly, but it was like, uh, with Bitcoin, Bitcoin is evidence that we are all in a race against each other in a in like the in the nature sense like we're all uh, exist competitively in nature together but bitcoin enter bitcoin bitcoin is a much more direct challenge that we are all racing that i realized like oh i've we're all racing in nature and i am i have just acknowledged that there is this marathon that we're all gonna have to run i just see it way earlier than the rest and so because of that i can I could race my ass off now, or I could just like walk it at a pretty reasonable pace and finish it before the vast majority of the population realizes they need to fit through this pinhole size um, opening that the ocean of liquidity has to fit through. So like, and like, we're all going to have to do that. Like right now, society, like there are people that are realizing, oh, there's a whole, like, there's a whole bunch of people over there running a marathon and I better get my ass on the, off the treadmill and actually onto the running track and finish it while it's possible. And yeah, this is so cool, dude. And uh, I have something to offer. I think a lot of Bitcoiners because of my age and where my experience is apparent. Cause yeah. most of you guys are in the front of this and I'm, while I'm not in the front of it, definitely beyond you guys and can sort of like tell you what's in these hallways. <laughs> right. Um, so I thought I was gonna do one shout out. I'm going to do a second one as well. So for one, Sly Goomba, right? I'm gonna shout him out. He, um, his last podcast, the one after mine was with Daniel Prince. And I listened to it yesterday. And um, they had a lot of, you know, you know, Daniel Prince is a big homeschool. Also, like, I'm not familiar with Daniel Prince. So who is Daniel? Oh my Prince? God. Dan- so Daniel Prince is um, Princey SOV on Twitter. He has hosts a podcast called Once Bitten. And he's like the, just the man. <laughs> he's one of these guys who, you, if you ever hung out with him for like two minutes, you would feel his charisma and feel like he got to know you and his presence. You'd like, he would stick with you. It's one of these guys. And um, his podcast, he, ha- he includes his kids and, um, you kind of just see him for who he is. And he very, he's very focused on homeschooling, world schooling. Mm-hmm. He is okay. sort of an, he is my age, a little young, a little bit younger than me, but he's sort of my age was a, I think he worked in banking, you know, and had that kind of arc of realized he was wasting his life and then sort of found Bitcoin. Right. He's written a book called choose life. So plug for that, I guess. But um, he's just one of these guys that has, uh, it's not that he has it figured out. It's just that he is in the arena, right? And he's good at communicating and expressing himself and he's winning, right? And he's good at sharing that and what works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of parents are just, you know, kind of blind walking in the dark about what to do with their kids. They, all, all they really know is, oh my God, I'm never going to let them set foot in a fucking school right yeah that's um, you're describing so my wife that's where we are right now it's like we are there's no chance that our kids are going to be attending state school um but the quest so the question arises like what are we going to do 
and I see the giant rabbit hole that is homeschooling ahead of us, but um, neither of us have descended into it yet. Yeah, and the other shout out I have is this guy named Red Tail Hawk. I think you know. I do, Red Tail Hawk. Shout out, yes, shout out Red Tail Hawk. Because this dude, I have to say, man, I love this guy. And he, he, is do- he energized. You know that how like when you strike a tuning fork and then bring it near another one, that other one starts resonating. Yes, and now I know you. I, I think you got into that spiritual, like astrology group. Yes, the, I, I did get an invite to this. And you see his energy, like you see, like he's like. He kind of reminds me of me when I get into a rabbit hole, right? It's just like boom, boom, boom. No, there's no stopping it, right? But he's doing the same thing in the homeschool. I've, I've come to find out because he invited me into his telegram and where he's building this Orange Bill Academy type thing. And dude, he's just like all over it. You know, like the kinds, like every day, it's a wall of text that I can't wait to read, right? Very high and signal. Yeah, exactly. So all of these things are converging um, at a similar time to where I am reaching the end of my fiat life, which has been a 30 year journey now, which is hard to imagine. It's really hard to really is hard to conceptualize that my fiat life not only was has been 30 years, but that it would end now right before I turned 50 years old. Right. That's in some ways the kind of thing that only fiat cum lords who really take advantage of people and make billions of dollars get to that's like an idea only they get to have right yeah no it shocked people when i left deloitte and like whoa where where are you going nowhere i'm just i'm just retiring but so the question is all of these things right so you i have yeah daniel prince on slides podcast talking about like um you know his kids and his his fears like what what if I already ruined them? Like, this is really interesting, right? Because like, how, what do you do, right? What if I already screwed them up, <laughs> right? Oof. And like, so I, well, so I sent them, I sent a boost just so I can say, um, guys, don't worry about that. Because what your kids, when it comes to teaching your kids, it is a, it's very much a TikTok next block phenomena off of you. And so if you're bringing your energy all the time, and they just see that your life is dedicated to learning. Now, maybe it's not. And then we need to have to figure out, you know, how to expose them to the kinds of people who are. Yeah. And those you have to live a life. You have to live a life that you want your children, your children to emulate. Right. But if you are somebody who is a lifelong learner and want, and is like wants that for your children, then they will just see you. They will see that modeled off of you. Um, and my like my children, Bitcoin or not, have seen that but they see it way more focused now, right? Mm, they've, mm-hmm. But they've seen that my whole life. Like I, like if I show you the gifts that they've gotten me over the last, you know, 18 years, they've, and the drawings they've done of me, it's always of me reading a book or me studying in a class or something like that. I'm all, that's the character that they have of me, um, which is kind of cool, I guess. Right. I think that's cool. Um, and that's the thing. And I think, and, and I didn't do everything, you know, I did, very little right. I had them in public school until they were like in fourth or fifth grade. Um, but I was always there with them. So like I never let, I never left them to the wolves per se. Right. Um, and I can get into, I don't, you know, I don't know this is the place to like get into like the specific things that I did with them, but I can tell you that finding Waldorf school and studying Rudolf Steiner. Now I'm, I'm talking to Redtail a lot about how 
the lessons of Steiner and what he created, he created this school. We, we've ta- I've talked about it in the past few episodes, right? He, cre- he created something that was really a protest of the Prussian model. Whether right. he really says it or not, that's really what, well, that's what that school came up to be. But 100 years in in the U.S., and it's on its last legs of being cucked. The, and the, the Prussian model, is, it, it teaches it's, children to be cogs of the state. And yeah, like good obedient soldiers and like that, right? Um, the Steiner, um, the Steiner thinking, which is really about childhood development and what kids are capable of at various stages of their childhood, and it's incredibly thoughtful. Um, it's going to sound weird to you guys, but it really like held like the he breaks into seven year periods, which have to do with like the stages of your teeth growing in. Okay. Right. So like when you're seven, like your teeth start growing. That's like that, that, that is a, um, a big milestone. And by the way, the two, in my opinion, the two greatest thinkers really on human health are Steiner and Weston A. Price. Weston A. Price was a dentist and everything he found about, you know, ancestral diets and stuff like that was, these guys were focused on teeth. And I think there's a lot of, and, Dr. Jack Cruz also was a dentist, an oral surgeon. It's there's a lot of signal in the teeth, guys. So anyway, um, oh by the way, the guys that figured out—I don't know if we ever talked about this—but the guys that figured out that you could basically nebulize hydrogen peroxide and cure yourself of COVID or any other virus that you're worried about instantly—that all came from dentists. But I'll tell you what the uh, the importance of your teeth. Uh, to your well-being had was never demonstrated to me so clearly as when I I had a, a cavity that I like started to oh, abscess. Yeah. Oh, I had, yeah. It's like it went from I, I went into the dentist on uh, like a Tuesday and got an appointment to go have it uh, taken it like filled to have a root canal on Friday, and that ramp up from Tuesday <laughs> to Friday that that th- Thursday night was like I mean I was awake in my basement seriously considering putting a pair of pliers in my head. It's like but yes. it's like. It's if you if you, I mean it's. I you, should tell you something, dude. I mean, I should. You, if you don't have health, you have nothing. But also, like, I have there. I have like an incredible, like, integrative, holistic dentist. That, like, if I were you and I lived where you lived, I would travel here to see to use him. Oh, especially really? for like a root, especially if you need a root canal. Um, something to think about. Well, now I have a gold having, tooth, and it's awesome. Having that guy is really important thing and it's one of the only health professionals i respect in my life but let's get back to steiner real quick yes. it's just it's just um the thing i that's good for people to know one is you're not going to ruin your kids no matter what right i had my kids in public school for christ's sake up until fifth grade and they turned out to be still rock stars we got, i got them in time and i was always there right yeah. so as long as you're there and you're given that energy you're not going to ruin them it's like, okay. a, like I think college is a different is a different category there. Like if you're looking, yeah. As long as you're there to to be a good influence on them, and you don't, it's not you're not sending your kid away to boarding school where you are <laughs> re- completely removed and they're yeah. surrounded by socialists. Where you're not really having an keeping an eye on what they're doing. Right. Right. But the thing about that was beautiful about bringing them to Waldorf school, which I have to say, by the like, like I said, at this stage in the century of them being in the United States, they're almost fully cooked. Okay. Meaning they have to succumb to the state to stay open. And so they're, mm. they, it's very hard. Like the principle, the, 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 the principles that 
really make it valuable are getting diluted and over, you know, over time. But what is, you know, so when I first put them in 10 years ago, I read a whole, I read, you know, I got into the Rudolf Steiner rabbit hole and read his talks and it occurred to me for the first time, at least according to the way he thought about the world, was that, you know, you actually do, you're, you're, you actually injure children by teaching them things. Okay. So, and that, and that it's important to be aware of that. It's not a reason not to do it. It's just important to like, when you teach ch- like kids to read, like when they learn a lot, when they actually convert what they see to some language and meaning, it's like an injury, something breaks. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, I mean, that's what exercise is. You're injuring your muscles. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. And so you don't have you don't have three year olds, uh, you know, hitting the bench press, right? And the same way, look, I know a lot of Bitcoiners that just think they're going to proof of work their kids from the age of three, like, right, and just hook them up to the fire hose, and and God bless them. That's how I was raised. I, that's exactly what my parents did with me. That's yeah. My my parents okay. really had the opinion they could direct me more than they could. Um, but I, you know. For whatever it's worth, guys, when I hit high school, the second I got my driver's license, I stopped going. And I, when I hear people talk about their own experience in high school, like, what am I doing here? I'm like, I need, I really did, I knew I needed to leave. Mm. Like, that place was going to kill me. Not any people. It's just, I knew that, I, like, I knew that sitting in that school, like another second was going to kill me, and I'd rather sit in my house staring. So you dropped out of high school. Wall. I didn't drop out. I would say I homeschooled myself until I got busted, which is like it took two years to get <laughs> caught. Wait, for, okay, they they just weren't taking attendance. How how did they not catch you for two years? Oh, this is awesome. Well, I, so I worked in the movie theater. That's the first <laughs> unrelated. It sounds like a non sequitur. But I worked in the movie theater and the school had this thing called the gray card system where you would say, I, my name, you put your name in and then you'd check a box. Like I'm either going to be late, I'm going to be absent, right? Or I'm going to request an early dismissal. And then your parent signs it. You're starting to see where this is going. Um, I would work late in the movie theater. Um, my parent would say, it's okay to go in late, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then I would like erase it and then make it like he'd be out for a month, right? And they, ne- I mean, we're talking like if you think now, nobody like administrators wouldn't look for this shit. This was like the eighties and nineties, late late eighties, early nineties. God knows if they were they, like they, these were probably kept in a giant pile in a file cabinet of like thousands of them, right? And no one ever, not only did no one notice, like there wasn't a single teacher that was like, "Is everything okay?" <laughs> like, so th- really- this was this was high school for you. This was high school. And then eventually I'm just like, fuck this, dude. I'm just going to forge my mom's signature on well, these things. That's, this is a very Frank Abagnale Jr. of you. Um, the Catch Me If You Can dude who uh, learned how to, like, he, he, you learn the rules of the system so that you can exploit the rules of the system. And it's like, this, none of this crap was available to me because both of my parents worked in the school system. Like, I, so, like, I grew, we grew up on top of a mountain. And if you go down the one side of the mountain, it was the school district that my mom worked in. And you go down the other side of the mountain, the school district my dad worked in. And so, like, my up until my senior year, I went to the school district on the one side of the mountain with on my mom's side. And she basically had God in God view of me while I was at school at all times because everybody knew her. And, like, everybody knew who whose mom, the, like, 
that I was, I was. And then, so senior year went on the other side, and it was the same thing. It's like I, I got away with nothing. I tried to, I, yeah, I tried but- to forge a, an absentee one thing one time and got called on it immediately. Like it, they took it straight to my dad. You wouldn't have needed to do what I did, though. Like I, the really, I hit the edge of what I could handle, really, because I was that alone. You know, I think even if my parents were there to supervise, just knowing the accountability that they have over, you know, of me being present in school would have been such a positive force mm. that I wouldn't have been pushed in that direction at all. You know, I wouldn't have required to leave. I definitely like saw. I don't think any kid is in school and doesn't like this is this is ridiculous the way that we're choosing to live like kids are still like you're still young enough that you're still outside of society largely you're you're still being domesticated so you still have that side of it in you and then yeah if if you don't beat it out of it like we beat it out of most people but yeah what well, so I have a lot of confidence in myself when I look because when I look back and see that I did that like it's almost like I feel like I can trust my sense of what I fucking need. It's the, if you don't know yourself, you know nothing. And, and I have taught my kids. Like, my kids know that I did this, right? Mm-hmm. And I've taught them, like, sometimes you can't ask for permission. Sometimes you really do. It has to be your own sovereignty that determines what you do. And, you know, I guess a test of your own sovereignty is what you what you do without permission. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going out in the world and making decisions because like without without the person above you passing those decisions down to you, you have to live with the, the consequences of your decisions. Yeah, and most of my peers as parents would not probably give their kids this kind of, this kind of like information, you know? Because my kids know they don't have leeway. Like they know what I expect. They know exactly what I expect from them, Right. Like I expect their effort and I expect their honesty, right? And I expect them to do their, you know, when I say do their best, like they know what that means. They know, they know I know what that means, right? But uh, you, re- it's, it is a fine line that you guys are going to find yourself, right? How much independence do I give my kids? Like I don't give them the independence to go walking around by themselves at night and stuff like that. You know, like my 18 year old, that's a different story. But like when they were kids, mm-hmm. don't let them roam around, right? you know, free and all that stuff. And then there were certain things I told them I didn't want them exposed to, right? And I, you know, so I think it's just this combination of you being present and having very clear expectations. And I think the more integrity you have, like that's integrity, that's foundation, right? Yeah. The more integrity you have, the more you can pick your spots and it, you know, let them know that you understand that they're free people, as and especially as they earn, especially as they earn that ability. This is uh, this is all aspirational, but this, yeah, this is the way that I hope my wife and I are able to successfully raise our kids. Like it, not leading yeah. them by the nose, but giving them a foundation to build whatever they want to on. But o- not overwhelming them by some school or some, like, you know, some idea that. They should be redlining, learning before they're ready. Well, it just helps, you know, like, I think you're just going to find like, oh my God, you know, I might stunt growth in certain areas. Like I definitely stunted growth. My kids, you know, 
They yeah, have, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. If if the choice is between like the kids like at school, they're gonna be like coloring all like all the colors of the rainbow, people holding hands around a rainbow flag, versus staying at home and like building a redstone circuit in Minecraft with dad. Like it, this is not a complicated decision. Like we're gonna learn circuitry. Yeah. Now, if you can partner, now if there is a school that does exist that can help be a partner for you, and we've talked about this in the last several weeks, right? It's nice. It's nice if you don't have to be a hundred percent of that response. You don't know, take that responsibility, right? Because you're, you're building, you're trying to build too, right? Um, and that's that's where I think like it would be nice to have partnership. Like I don't know if I need to send. Like if I had two year olds, I don't know if I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be able to count on sending them to a Waldorf school right now. I, I certainly can't where we live. Like, but even if there was one in your town and there was a community built around it, I think it's still it's just like the the direction that they're all going. Unfortunately, right? It's just state is the state is just moving in and kicking them out, right? And it's just like we've talked about in the last few weeks. In my own personal, my own personal example, right? It's just and it's not anyone's like fault in a set necessarily. No, no, they have to play game. They, they they are playing inside the boundaries of the state system that they are were created in. Yes. So, but there is one thing I would like to tell everybody here is that speaking of, you know, speaking of Bitcoin opening a portal, like my, my trainer, I think it opened a portal to our relationship and I've started to feel it in my body. I think the podcast, what we talked about in the last few weeks, I believe that opened a portal because, um, the Dean in, of my school who I I think I worked pretty hard not to cast as an antagonist here. Almost casted him as the protagonist with me as the antagonist, right? Yes, that's I would I would describe it that way as well. Um, he basically he came. I, I ran into him at a basketball game a couple of weeks ago now, and he we we had discussed Bitcoin about a year ago, and um, it just seemed impossible. This is part I. I don't know. We might have discussed this, like where, like my. Uh, oh, we talked about it on the Thursday Zoom. That's when it was. Um, the paper, the hodling is a human action, and my paper, and the whole idea that institutions could never, ever, like act like individuals could never have the time preference. That mm. that began with this conversation a year ago that we had about Bitcoin because I was just we were talking about what it would take to convince the board to allow him to do it. And I'm just like, okay, well, how many, how often will we have to go back and ask for permission, right? If Bitcoin goes to 40K, will we have to go back and ask if we can keep it? What if it's 100K? Do we have to go back and keep asking? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. This is getting hard, right? But for whatever reason, whatever he's been, th whatever he's been through on his personal journey in the last year, he's like drawn the line and saying, I don't give a shit. We're doing this. All right. Um, and so that is really cool, I have to say, like that. And I wonder if, I just wonder if, like, what we talked about for the last three weeks and my, you know, my presence and my, like me maintaining my integrity as far as like bringing the issue to him. I know like the stolen focus thing was an uncomfortable conversation that I can in hindsight ask, was it really worth it? But in the moment, like I felt like I had to do it. So that's what like my integrity demanded. I mean, we have to fight the fights that the, the universe puts in front of us. It's, we don't get to pick them. And I wonder if just the universe, you know, understanding um, mind what, you know, what our integrities demand of us, right? 
kind of kind of shook this thing into place potentially off of that. That's really so. He's he's looking at potentially stacking some sats for the school. Yes. And, oh my god. So what is that going to open up a portal for for the school? Should that happen? Well, I mean, it's like chipping off a little tiny bit of a black hole to put into your portfolio. It's we know where this is going to go. Once you have a little bit of Bitcoin, there's it's only it's a one directional avenue. So, like, guys, Bitcoin and your own personal integrity is a domino. Like every act you do is a domino effect, right? Every act that you do that is consistent with who you say you are and what your vision is, right? Even the even the hard things, right? These are all domino effects that eventually, you know, they build. They really do this build. Is, this is so right? beautiful, dude. I mean, this is literally why we started the podcast. It was like, well, what do you really want to do is. with it? It was like, it's well, I mean, in the absence of having a positive culture in the world, like, okay, that's on us. We have to build the culture that we want to see in the world. And I mean, th- this is kind of cliche, but like the uh, the idea that people in, in the, the idea of time traveling in Hollywood, they're always like, oh, well, we go, we'll go to the past, but be careful you don't change anything because it could have disastrous consequences on the present. It's like, okay, well, that's one thing to think about, but then translate. So we have that same amount of power on the future right now without having to time travel. So you can decide to do things right now, which like, so what we're doing with this podcast is, yeah, I mean, we are building the culture of the uh, of the world that we want to see. But you're, you're talking about how Bitcoin's opening portals. Another way to look at that, this podcast, like we are doing multiverse navigation with this podcast. We are navigating the multiverse to find the better version of reality that we want to live in. And like we are pulling ourselves and into that direction. Yeah, and you know what's weird, dude? It's so true. Like, I, mean, I wish people could like, I wish people could go back and see our conversations when we first started it and we were all, it was you and I talking about what are we building for ourselves in the world? What is it that we are about, right? It's very high-minded, but like when you talk about navigating the multiverse and all that, I think that like this little spaceship that we have now put in orbit, right? We've also hooked up with guys like, it's gotten us hooked up with people like high hash rate guys, you know, Mm -hmm. Dan and Mike, which then like the red tail hawks and sly goombas of the world who are also in our orbit and are, doing the same things that we're doing with their, you know, like with their podcasts and their, their, their efforts and their missions are coinciding. And it does start to look, what did I call it? The light at the end of the epoch. Like it don't, like you start to see it, like you start to see a little ray, right? You start to see things moving, right? Yeah. It's all from doing, it's just like you put, you fill that teaspoon of water into that, 10 into that 10 gallon or whatever 40 gallon drum and like what you know it's being a banner 10 gallon drum a standard bearer it's standing up and being like you know what to hell with the consequences like i'm willing to stand for something and these are my colors world it's orange (laughs) and so i believe this is a domino effect so like think about the vectors of um this could be a domino effect for waldorf schools right So to, to gain, to reclaim their freedom, lit, just a bit by bit by bit. Just how many maybe Waldorf reclaim schools are there? Free- there's hundreds. There's hundreds of them all over the world. So it's like chapters all over the place. Okay. So so right. So inevitably, like if if your Waldorf school here is the first one to to add some Bitcoin to their balance sheet, they're going to outperform all of the other Waldorf schools like all around the place. And I'm sure, like in their private 
board meetings, they're comparing themselves to each other. So, I mean, this is the MicroStrategy effect. It's like micro, yeah. it's shocking that there hasn't been another like company like MicroStrategy that stepped forth yet publicly. But I mean, like every other board member, every other CEO out there, like you can't ignore what's happening with MicroStrategy. Sure, you may not agree with it, you may not understand it, but I mean, it's number go up. But they might also be able to hang on to their values just enough, right? Because they're not, they're maybe not existentially dependent on the government loan, right, to stay open. Mm. I mean, no, yeah, right. Fiat, right? No, nobody feels the pressure of fiat universe, like the same across the board. Everybody's got their own pressure zones. So I can see a domino effect, which would impact Bitcoiners. Like I, the Waldorf School, I would look at the Waldorf School as a beef initiative that doesn't know about Bitcoin you, yet. I think a zipper is a better analogy than a domino effect. Yeah. It's like a domino is like like dominoes are falling, but like we are like like it's a zipper. Like things are going to happen in the order they happen inevitably. But as the zipper opens, like the two sides are getting further and further apart, and like Fiatville is diverging from Bitcoin land. It's like we yes. we may exist we may exist in the same meat space, but it's, I like I mean, that. It's not the same dimension even anymore. And I think within my community, this may be the thing that zippers the freedom movements as well, because it's going to, it's definitely going to be a visible. Yeah. And, and now you get to go down in history in your thing. community as being part of the person that got that ball rolling. It's so funny. But, but I, when I was talking to the dean, he's like, you know, yeah, he was like literally explaining the steps. He's like, first we go to the board, then we get the Bitcoin. Then the thing goes, you know, <laughs> goes to the moon and then they build step, a statue step for him. Step three they, is question mark, step four, profit. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like he, I think he said, yeah, then they build a statue. Not that he, and it's like, not that any of us care. And I, I, I can tell you, like the guy has a low time preference for a guy, you know, for somebody who, I mean, he, he does hold Bitcoin and he's interested in it. So I would I guess certainly that, hope that a school administrator would have low time preference, but uh, yeah. Are you I, kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding i would certainly hope that but like in the world we live in i don't think there's yeah they're, they're all high time preference training so, a children's there's nothing lower time preference than training the mind of a child he reminds me of just a lot of people i know who i respect in the world where they're they're fighting an impossible battle without the ally without the full force of bitcoin in their corner he's that standing is. up to the surf with both his arms tied behind his back yeah. So, so again, here. so we talk about just opening portals here, right? And you know, we have my trainer. We got all these things are coming together. You know, all of these things are starting to come together with the podcast, right? The podcast has gotten us into an orbit of also, um, in, in my mind, Bitcoin education because that's the thing that I think I see my that's the thing that I see myself building. Now that I'm see, I see the light at the end of this epoch where it's going to get harder and harder for my fiat job to hodl me. <laughs> Man, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I'm all, I'm not super concerned about like what we're going to do for the education of my kids. Like they're going to be fine. Like the, the solutions are already out there, and they're only going to get better. Like people like you are going to build the solutions we need. And like our like the Tuttle Twins are like there's there's lots of solutions that are already out there. It's just going to get an easier user interface wrapped over it. As yeah, time goes on. I, just to give you a glimpse of what's in my head, um, I am I am beginning to really believe that there's a value for every human being, right? And that so my eye is on adults right now, not children. It's adults. It's the adult Bitcoiners, people like you, people like my wife. Um, 
pretty much anybody, like no matter where you're at, no matter where you're at, say in your math ability, right? It would be, um, it would kick ass to level up, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it would just kick ass. In fact, I can't, I te- I've been sort of forming this worldview that your ability in math actually gives you, it limits, it's like a sort of a limit on the sovereignty of your own mind. In other words, the more you're, the more you're capable of, the more sovereign, the more potential you have to be sovereign over your own mind and to ah, be resist- okay. like to be resistant to psyops. Um, now, I think that can get balanced on the other side, but also by understanding the limitations of that math. Is it right? math or is it logic? Like math is just logic, complex well, logic. A lot of people think math is adding two plus three and five function of a calculator, right? But logic is a subset of math. Okay. Right? Um, I'm studying abstract algebra right now, right? And there isn't a single number in sight, Right. And it's just nothing, you know, it's, it's, you get to a point where you, you start generalized, you know, the numbers are there for sort of kids to, the numbers are your training wheels Okay. to understand really to say, well, for any, anything, right. The numbers give you something to sure, actually, yeah. a number right? is a map. It's not the terrain. That's right. Um, and ultimately, right. It's so that these adults can then pow- have much more power and be much closer to their kids and much more power in teaching their kids. Cause it is a decentralized, it's a decentralized effort. And what I see, so I see a couple of things at stake here, right. From where I sit, I think that we are, um, you know, we all want to be training, not just our bodies and our muscles, right. But our minds. So, Learning math is how you train your how you train your mind. You all, there's also reading and there's also all these things, but learning math fundamentally, and I think that's why the powers that be totally made it inaccessible. Right? They wanted people to think it sucked and it wasn't worthwhile. It wasn't yeah, useful boy, for anything. There's been a psyop against math my entire yes, life, your entire life. But guess what? There was a time before we, you, and I were on this planet that they wanted people to learn math and they taught the shit out of it. Okay. My dad got a PhD because of the government wanted to train engineers. You don't build rockets to okay. go to the moon without understanding math. But then they hit a point where they're like, no, we, don't, we can't have all these people knowing this stuff anymore. We can't have all these people training like this. They're going to be too independent, right? Um, and so you, your generation mostly was the, kind of the first to be like, what the fuck needs this shit, <laughs> right? It, like you had the parents that are like, yeah, I don't need that. We don't need this shit. We don't need this nonsense right but the reality is it is how you get sovereignty it's how you hold your own keys to your own mind is a certain percentage a certain percentage of the children of nihilists will end up nihilists but i mean not i mean there's a certain amount i mean it's like god is that god is in every single one of us and so like all of us have the capacity to break away from from the systems that have been laid laid down before us and it's not the it's not the destination here. It really is the climb. It's the act of learning. Yeah, that and tra- that, math that, is that the way it. to learn how to climb. So, like, so this part of my vision is working with people and figuring out how to really how to figure out what that point is for them, where the what's the next level up, right? Like we do it at our we go to our Bitcoin meetups and we say, what do you you know? Somebody will say, I have my coins on exchange and I don't know what to do, and so we know the next level up 
is like, oh, let's get you like a moon wallet because at least it's yours. It's a low effort thing to make a high impact. Right. Right. Like for me trying to figure out, A, how do I get people to really see what I'm seeing in terms of just what it, it and I think I'm just going to do this hand to hand now as much as I can with people in my local sphere, right? To see if this is kind of ends up being true. And then, um, you know, so people leveling up, right? So then the other thing I think about a lot is um, at a much, much, much higher level, like at a million foot level, um, in order to protect the Bitcoin network, right? I do think that there's going to be a big, there's going to require a big level up in just math, understanding why it comes down to trust, right? Now, I don't know how many people really feel like they need, you know, you could, you, you can view free and open source code, right? And that's great. That's a wonderful thing, right? But I believe the Trojan horse is always out there on us and that people, the attack isn't going to look like a line of code that we recognize. Okay. The attack is going to come from somebody who knows how to implement their math in an abstract way that the majority of people just won't see. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is this like people can participate and we can have minds that can grok that. And like, and yeah, we don't have to have everybody and certainly not like people don't understand the money they use now. People don't understand the, like what a uh, HTTP request is on the, on their web server or like on the internet. They're like, they don't, they, you don't yeah. have to understand technology to take away some of the benefits fits from technology. But like right. in fiat land, like it was artificially obscured so that the smart people couldn't have that view in but, but yeah, it. But yeah, so- it could be just as simple as not, not attacking anything we look at, but attacking um, Linux or C plus plus or, like, do you really understand? Do you really know what happens when something gets added to something else? Like, and you know, most people are like, I don't give a fuck, right? But I do think over time that is the attack vector, right? That is sure. an attack. It may right. not be the attack vector, but it's an attack vector. And we, when we must be aware of all of the attack vectors. And I think that leveling the majority of adults who care just a fucking shred like 99, like eliminates that attack vector by 95%, 95 to 90. You know what I mean? Just getting everybody. So if I'm able to, if I was actually able to build something that somehow was able to make that kind of difference, I believe that would be like the equivalent of adding, you know, 30% more hash well, it's, to the mining network. It's like logic-based herd immunity. It's like if, yes. if, we, if we all level up in this one specific way, yeah, it's, we, we, we will cover for all of the rest of us who aren't going to level up. I mean, it just so happens that I just spent the last like 10 to 12 years doing this for my kids. And so I'm pretty up on, and I did it like as a student, I was a tutor, like, I'm, like for the majority, where the majority of most people are at, I happen to be pretty damn good at getting people to level up. Um. But now I have, I also have my kids coming, you know, one of whom is going to probably be, um, it's probably going to be a math PhD. And it's like, that's something I'm willing to do as a, in lieu of stacking with this, because 
we, I will have somebody who always knows everything. You know, and that, and can help anyone at any and level. And this is, this is a math PhD who's on our side of the zipper. Like this math PhD yes. is not going to be providing energy to the state side of the zipper. No, and this is, a, we, uh, we talk about this all the time. I, uh, I talk to Kayla about this all the time. And I'm like, you're not going to work for them. You <laughs> must know that. That's n- I will stop this now. I will not build you. It's like no child of mine. Absolutely nope. not. But it's not just that. It's too dangerous. Like I'm not going to build you into this math beast and then go let you work for the enemy. Are you fucking crazy? Like I will destroy you before I allow that to happen. <laughs> I brought you into this world and I can take you out. I mean, there's, I'm not going to give them. I'm not going to give them a super weapon. I, this is there's no way we there's no way we're going to allow that to happen. And that's one of the reasons I have to build something for her, right? I have to build something now so that she, when, you know, five or six or however long in the future that is, that she knows that she's got a place to go that is going to work for us. I mean, this is this is doing that. So like, you have to say the right thing now because, like, in five, ten years down the road, like you're, you're it's, it's laying that foundation for what's coming. But I mean, the same thing. Like, th- this is a conversation. Like. Th- talking on that level of like people don't realize like we are we're in a war right now like bitcoiners are at war yes. like, all of us i mean all of us are at war right we are in a financial war for our lives whether you want to whether you want to acknowledge it or not like all of our energy is going towards this and i mean standing up and w- being willing to fight near the tip of the spear i mean not all of us can do that but like we need those people too and that's it's really important to set that foundation because I don't know if college is going to be a thing. I mean, I think college is, if you're a math major and you want to become a PhD, you want to become like one of the greatest mathematicians in the world. College is one of the few places where it makes sense to do it there. Well, the idea of college but, has outlasted many fiat fiat currencies before. And it's there, there's no yeah. way that the death of our fiat currency is going to destroy the idea of college. But, but certainly the idea of the, the commodity of a college, the, the but, commoditized yeah. degree, that will go away. The point I was going to make was even that being true, you like guys got to know that college is enemy territory, right? It's the yeah. recruiting. That is the recruiting ground for the enemy and they're very good at it and they will, they will definitely run the PSYOP. So I, I have a niece in college now as well. And um, she's studying geology, but she's also sort of, you know, getting exposed to the activists and all that stuff. And um, I had a conversation with her I, I, I said, did you ever think about, um, you know, the fact that people are using methane trapped in landfills to power Bitcoin miners, right? And she just, she just like rewound her whole kind of education so far in college and said, oh my God, I feel like I would should have known that. They should have told me that. Like, I feel like I've been told everything I'm supposed to be told. Oh my God. Right. And so if that's if I wasn't told that, that's probably not true. But I know you're telling me this. So now like she's like now I've, I've sort of borked, you know, I borked her whole sense of uh, <laughs> of reality here. And it's good in a good way. Right. Because yeah, I want Bitcoin her, I, I needs her, geologists because I'm telling her, like, I want I don't want you to work for them either. Right. Mm-hmm. I want you working for us. And that's you know, that's all like when. Like people have to understand who I am in the world is I am like a clear, I'm a clear signal as to what I'm about. People do understand this. And my, you have to build this. You got to build this with your kids, not necessarily through propaganda, but through your own, 
your own expectations is a story, right? But it's the story you earn the right to teach your children. I don't want to see tomorrow unless I see Tomorrow, so they say, will be a lovely day. A bright new sun will suddenly break through. But I don't want to see tomorrow unless I see it with you. Tomorrow, so I hear the clouds will disappear the door to happiness will open wide but I don't want to see tomorrow unless you're there by my side don't want to walk alone don't want to dream alone just want you close to my heart For if your love is gone How can I face the dawn of Sunday or Monday I just can't face one day until you say you're mine Oh darling, please be mine And make each bright tomorrow young and but I don't want to face tomorrow Unless I see it with you